Just because it's called higher education doesn't mean high tuition costs have to be the norm. At Strayer University, we have the radical opinion that education should be affordable. With our graduation fund, you can earn up to 25% off your bachelor's degree tuition, making it all the more possible to succeed in today's world. Welcome to the future of education. Strayer University, out with the old school. Strayer University is certified to operate by CHEV. how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. That draws us to Amen. It's time for testimonies. Amen. How many of you believe in testimonies? How many of you are becoming wiser through the testimonies? This morning we have wonderful testimonies. Please help me welcome Nancy to share her testimony with us. Hello everyone, my name is Nancy Dawona and I'm from the Greater Love Choir. My testimony is about how that is prayers and the communion held my mom and my grandma. During the Christmas festive season, my mom and my grandma fell sick. So on 25th December, I came to church troubled. So when we took the communion, I told God that he should take this trouble away. So a few weeks after, my mom and my grandma, they go well. And today I'm here thanking God that nothing happened to them. And it's by God's grace. And that is prayer. So I want to say thank you to God and daddy. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Jennifer Chikata to share her testimony with us. My name is Jennifer Chikata and I'm from the Greater Love Choir. <laughs> my testimony is about how God delivered my family from an armed robbery attack. Um, it was one Sunday afternoon after church. My dad called me and told me, um, the neighbors told him armed robbers broke into our home. And then by the grace of God, no one was home. Even though they took some stuff, my, my, I, I just want to thank God that no one was home because... Um, we don't know what could have happened. People, um, people we could have been shot, um, we could have been raped, something. So I just want to thank God. And I believe by the prayers of Bishop Dag, because he prays about our lives, he remembers us, first love children. So I just really want to thank God for delivering my family. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have our final testimony. Help me welcome Melody Asari to share her testimony with us. Hello, everyone. 
Please, I'm Melody Asari, and I'm in the Grace I Love Choir. Last year, I applied into the... Sorry, my testimony is about how I gained admission into the medical school through the mantle and the prayers of our father, Bishop Dagger. Last year, I applied into the graduate entry medical program, and unfortunately, I didn't get it. I was, I was very sad and devastated, but per daddy's advice, I decided to give it a try again this year. And the entrance exam was scheduled for 14th February. So that morning, I wasn't prepared for the exam at all. And that dawn, I went to a park, and I went to pray. And the Sunday before, during the last two minutes, 36 seconds of the communion prayers, daddy said, daddy said that this week, God is going to isolate you and bless you, and that God will select you out of your equals and choose you, and that any good news you've been expecting for a long time, God is going to grant it unto you this week. So I, pr- I prayed with that prayer. It was on repeat for like over an hour. I prayed. And then I went to take the exam. The exam was extremely difficult. I, I, I got stuck at various points. It was in three parts, and I was always getting stuck. And whenever I got stuck, I took my mantle. Then I prayed on it, and I told the Holy Spirit to help me. So the following morning, the results came out. The results came out. And um, the list is usually, the shortlisted individuals, they arranged um, alphabetically. And my surname is Asari. It was in four boxes. I checked the first box that had the A names. My name wasn't there. I checked the second box. It was in order, so I just gave up. But then, just when I was about to give up, I noticed the names were not arranged alphabetically, so I decided to check it again. And when I got to the third box on the 11th name, Asari Melody was there. So, <laughs> yes. And out of over 225 applicants, I was part of the shortlisted 52 students. So God had indeed isolated me and blessed me that week as Daddy had prophesied. So I want to say a very big thank you to God for what he has done in my life. And I want to thank Daddy so much for the mantle and the prayers. And to all of us, if you have your mantle and you're not using it, you are hiding your treasure in a box. So please, let's believe in the prayers and let's use the mantle. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a power. Oh, your hand clap is weak. You don't believe in the testimony. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another ministration. Please help me welcome Ims. Sunday morning Mm. I wasn't born again Yeah I never read my Bible And I never ever prayed at all Mm. But I was saved on a Sunday Yeah, yeah That's why I really Sunday morning, yes I do, yeah, yeah, 
like Sunday morning. Sunday morning is my time. I'm gonna seek the Lord. Yeah, sweet sweet fellowship with the Lord. Uh. Sunday morning is my time. I'm gonna work for Jesus. Yeah, I'm getting stronger in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I really. Oh, I really like Sunday morning. Yes, I do. That's why I really, yeah, I really like Sunday morning. Do you wanna know what I do with my Sunday morning? Uh, the citations and rotations. Yeah, I remember many others who don't know Jesus. Yeah, I'm winning souls for the Lord. Yeah, yeah, that's why I really, oh, oh, oh. I really like Sunday morning. Yes, I do. Why I really, yeah, I really like Sunday morning. I wanna be strong, so strong. I wanna be steadfast in the Lord Jesus. I wanna be loyal, so loyal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Really, yeah. I really like. 
morning, Sunday preaching, Sunday preaching. Hey, yeah, that's why I really live. I really like Sunday. I really like Sunday. I really like Sunday. Church, what are we preaching? 
I'm so excited that it's time for the word of God. Amen. How many of you have enjoyed the series on Jesus and his granting of private events? If you are excited as I am, make some noise. Let's welcome our Father, Bishop Daggerwood. Father, thanks for the blessing of this morning. We are touched by the opportunity that we have today. Guide us, Holy Spirit, and let your will be done. We are grateful, Lord, for all that you are doing, all that you have done, and all that you will ever do. In Jesus' name we pray. Guide, mighty Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. What's happening? You're happy to be here. Wow. All right. That is a blessing. Tonight, this morning... I am sharing with you about Jesus Christ and the private interviews that he granted 
a few people whilst he was here on earth. And each of the interviews has something special for you. Because within each interview, you must see yourself sitting there to ask Jesus Christ questions which he alone knows the answer for. Right? God is so great and he's so far and yet he's near. Lucifer and Ezekiel 28 unfortunately said I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Is that not unfortunate? Huh? Mm. Sorry, in Isaiah, he said that. Isaiah. I want to just read that before I get into the interviews. It's amazing. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Thou art cut down to the ground. Thou didst, which did weaken the nations. Verse 13. I see bishops and others here. Welcome. Oh, you're all welcome. Now he said, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Right? And I will sit on the mount of the congregation, the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the most high. Now, where is God? Where can he be found? God is um, right there. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So God's throne is above the stars. And that's where Lucifer said he was going. And he was cut down to the ground. All right? Um, in verse, in Ezekiel, uh, in Isaiah 14, verse 12, he says, How art thou cut down to the ground? That's where we are. So he's here where we are. Now, where are the stars? The sun, the moon, and the stars, we say. Ida has a song, I think she says something about the sun and the moon and the stars. Now, the sun initially was thought to be the largest fireball ever known. But when they took the Voyager aircraft and some of the other probes into space towards further out, further away from the sun, where it's colder, that is 
Jupiter, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and so on. My very eye shall just see planet. Don't forget that. It will help you to remember. Which school did you go to? Presec. Which educational system were you under? Perhaps is what I should ask. Why? When you take your aircraft and you go in that direction, you can go two ways, this way or that way. You can go towards the sun or towards the, away from the sun. So when you go away from the sun, the planets are no more made of um, uh, solid material. They are made of gas. It's permanent, but it's gas. And when you take a picture of the sun, here you should never take a picture of the sun, by the way. You, shouldn't look, you, you must be careful because it can burn your eye out straight. So you're, never, you're not supposed to look at the sun. Very dangerous. That's how they light fires. Put in a magnifying glass and you put, you're never supposed to direct your, your, what do you call it, to the sun. It's one of the dangerous things to do. All right. When they flew in that direction and took a picture of the sun, they were shocked. You know why? Because the sun had become one of the stars. The sun is actually one of the stars. Yeah. It's the nearest star to us. Okay, help me with the volume, please. The nearest star. And it is 8.3 minutes, light minutes away. All right? Do you understand that? It's 93 million miles. That you also don't understand. It's far. But 8.3 light minutes means light. When you say light years or light minutes, it means how long ago it was when it was shining. So if you are 100 light years away and I'm looking at you, then I'm seeing how you looked like 100 years ago. Because it's taken 100 years for the light to, to reach my eye for me to see you. Do you understand? At the speed of light. It has taken, even at the speed of light, 100 years to get to my eye. So when we say something is the speed of light, it's very fast. But there are places that are so far that at the speed of light, so whenever you see the sun, it's what it looked like eight minutes ago. Do you understand? Now, apart from the sun, let's now go to the stars. I'm talking about how great God is. God, the nearest star, our nearest star. And this is where Lucifer said he was going beyond these stars. It's called Proxima Centauri. And it is 4.23 light years away. Which means that when you see it, it's what it looked like in 2013. It has now got to us. Do you understand? Some of the other stars which we've seen are as far as 400 light years. So that means that it 
took, it has taken 400 years. So what you are seeing is what it looked like in 2017 minus 400 is how much? 1607. It's now that you are seeing what it looked like in 1607. Uh, 1617. Do you believe it? You don't believe it too. Now, let us take the nearest star. Proxima. Let's not concern ourselves with those ones which are so far. God is so great. I love, I love that little part of the song. Sing that little part. Wait, before you sing it, because he's not there. But before, let's look at the nearest star, Proxima Centauri. Proxima, it's a near. It's near. It is, it will take us flying, that is flying at the speed of the Voyager aircraft, space rocket, which is still moving, by the way, since 1977. It passed Jupiter in 79, Saturn 80, and it's on the way. It's still good. It has gone beyond our solar system, beyond where these planets are, and it's moving far. Now, at 55,000 kilometers per hour, which is a plane, British Airways, will fly 900 kilometers per hour. Maximum. When it's going very fast. I was once in a plane that was really going fast. Malaysian Air. It was 1,000, 1,100. The, fly, the pilot was really speeding. And we were speeding over the earth. I don't know why he was going so fast. But it was like 1,100 kilometers per hour. Is it per minute or per second? Per hour. Yeah, 1,000 per hour. Malaysian Air. Yeah, it's not, it's not surprising that they've had two accidents. <laughs> they go so fast. So, the, the, that's thousands, that's the fastest plane. And we have been able to get an aircraft that can go that fast. 55,000 per hour. So fast. Now, if we use that aircraft, and we are going to the star, the nearest star, it will take 80,000 years to reach the nearest star. 80,000 years. Do you believe it? So the nearest star is so far. And, And Lucifer said, Look, a very serious, a very, very some way person. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. You see, Jesus is called the morning star. You see, some of these stars, they are not, these beyond our calculation, even our ability to get there. I believe that some of them are angels, some of them are. Whatever. Jesus himself is a bright and morning star. Perhaps in some of the stars you are seeing is actually angels or whatever. After all, we are going to shine like the stars forever and ever. So God is so great. He's far beyond the stars. God is so great. Sing that part for me. May the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is so great, yet he seems so far. When I talk to him, it seems that he doesn't even hear. How can I love God whom I cannot see? But this is my dream. 
This is my dream. To love God whom I cannot see. So take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. To love You, Lord, is the great command, Lord. I want to love You more. Fall in love with You so deeply, Lord. Show me how to love You more. I don't wanna serve. God is so great. I like. I love that verse. He made the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is so great, yet it seems so far. When I talk to Him, it seems that He doesn't even hear. How can I love God whom I cannot see? But this is my dream, the goal of my life. Wow, my dream. Take my life and let it be. And let it be. Is it beautiful? Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. To love, to love You, Lord. Lord Sing it, everybody. It's a great command, Lord. I want to love You more. Fall in love with You so deeply. Lord, show me how to love you more. Oh, I don't want to serve without loving you. Oh. Wow. Why don't you get the word so that we can sing it? We can use it. It's a worship song. Why not? Why not? Hallelujah. Okay, Christ and his private interviews. Now, God is so great. And he sent his son down to the earth. Come and walk amongst us. It's beyond our... Can you think so far? Tell somebody, I don't think too far and so far. And no, I don't take madness far. Now, God who is so great, sent his son. And obviously his son must know the answer to everything. What do you think? Wouldn't you like one minute with his son? Huh? Just one minute. To ask a question which you can't ask in public. So Jesus Christ granted some people the opportunity to talk to him. And each time he did that, something wonderful was understood or learned by the people whom Jesus spoke with or interacted with. All right, so closeness, you see, is the master key to fruitfulness. Wow. 
Yes. Closeness is the master key to fruitfulness. You know, we often want complicated things to understand. But think carefully. You cannot have a child unless you are close to somebody in a certain way. And the closeness is not about sitting next to the person in the church. It's not about the apparent closeness. It's not about the superficial closeness. It's not about the closeness of niceness. You see, niceness has its closeness. Everything is nice. Look, look at the person you are sitting by. I am, I am sure the person put perfume on before the person came. Perfume. Even those who don't have, at least, tunale, they have tunale perfume. It's a type of perfume. So you, 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 the closeness of niceness is not the closeness which leads to fruitfulness. Closeness of niceness. You are close in the niceness of your life will never bring about a certain type of fruit bearing. We are all pretending come together, look very nice, everything looks all beautiful, but some places are smelly. And until we can be able to relate even with what is not beautiful, you cannot tell me that you are bearing fruit. You are not. The closeness of niceness is not what will bear. I must know you in the smelling part. All husbands and wives know themselves in the smelling part. You have people coming to church with problems. They'll come and sit in front of you and smile. Everything is okay. Everything is nothing is okay. Nothing is perfect. perfect. Stop pretending and stop trying to be so perfect and so good. We are tired of, we are tired of artificialness. We are tired of pretending you are rich when you are poor. We are tired of pretending you are okay when you are not okay. Oh. We are tired of those who are pretending their marriages are the highest marriage in the world. You see them saying something wonderful. Meanwhile, it's not easy in the house. The closeness of niceness does not bear fruit. You are sitting by somebody, everything looks nice. And everything seems nice. That doesn't lead us to bear fruit. Turn to the nearest girl who is sitting by you and say, Hey, you look nice, but all things may not be okay. Open up and relax, eh? People are just like you, okay? Advise the person, tell the, pe- the nearest brother or sister, tell the pe- people are just like you. Yes. Yes. 
when you come as you are. Yes. Those are the people that do well. So coming for a closer interview where you speak your heart and you hear the heart, heart to heart, then you start to bear fruit. Amen. There will be a quick one, the private interview of Jesus Christ with Zacchaeus. Private interview granted to Zacchaeus in Luke 19 and verse 1. It's a good name to have. Zach. I know somebody called Zach. This is one of the most amazing private interactions in the whole Bible. And I'll tell you why. How many want to know why this is one of the most amazing interviews granted? Luke 19 verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was the chief Amongst publicans. All right. Publican is a word, is a tax collector, which, which almost implies a thief, a cheat. And he was rich. Wow. Ask your neighbor, excuse me, are you rich? Excuse me, are you rich? then this interview is for you. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press or the crowd, because he was of little stature. He was a short man. Anyone who is short today, your disadvantage is turned to your advantage. Whatever looks like a disadvantage in your life, God is turning it around for your advantage. If he had not been shot, he would not have climbed the tree. It turned out for his good. It is his shortness that led to his salvation. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. Now, when you go to Jericho, um, just outside, you see these sycamore trees. Yeah. I was in Jericho once, and I was amazed at the sycamore tree. A very unusual tree. You can really climb up on it, and you see them there, sycamore trees. Still there. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, Make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. In other words, Jesus understood the, the man on the tree. That this, where you are sitting and standing, shows that you want to, to see me. And I've, I've seen it, and I'm coming, to, I'm coming to your house today. 
And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. In his house. He received Jesus Christ. I don't think he knew who he was receiving in his house. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he has gone to be the guest with the man that is a sinner. I told you, a tax collector is almost synonymous with a bad person in those days. Just as there are some professions today that are almost synonymous with bad things. Such as what profession? Such as what? I can't hear you. Oh, I didn't say anything. Verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusations, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he is also a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. One of the great blessings of putting aside the closeness of niceness and coming into the closeness of reality is what happened to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was not a good person. It was something known. So your being bad doesn't mean you should stay away. Did you hear me? I say your being bad doesn't mean you should stay away. Your faults doesn't mean stay away. Your sins doesn't mean stay away. Your problem doesn't mean stay far. Stay far. Stay far. I'm not wanted. Not with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus said, everybody knew it was not a secret. I'm bad. But I'm coming to church. And I'm coming near you. I want to see you. Hallelujah. So those of you who have restricted yourselves and have made yourself far. Just because of one sin. Some of the people who are even closer are wilder than you. But you don't have the spirit of Zacchaeus. It's true. You need to develop self-confidence and know that God is used to sinners. Because we are all sinners. It's like a doctor. Sometimes you go to a doctor thinking that you are going to show the doctor something he has not seen before. But as you are sitting in the waiting room with 28 other people, all the 28 out of the 28, 19 of them have the same rashes at the same place. That your rashes are wilder. Some of them, yes, are wilder than yours. But only that you think that yours is special. So you are harming yourself by staying away. What you need to do is tell yourself, my badness will not keep me away. I mean, well, I'll tell you, I've decided all my life, no matter what happens, I'll always come back to God. I'll come to God. It's a decision I made some years ago when I saw, uh, what's his name? Judas and Peter. The difference. Judas said, I've sinned and I don't want to see anybody. I'm bad. 
I don't want to meet you again. I don't want any meetings. No discussion. Don't call me. I don't want to say, especially Peter and all those self-righteous disciples and all those guys who feel they are perfect in the church. I don't need to see them again. Let me just die. Peter was different. Peter said, I have seen three times. I said, I don't know him. Three times, but I'll, I'll be there. I'll be at the meeting. I'll be there. Tell your neighbor, I'll be there no matter what has happened. I'll be there. I'll be back. Yeah. Do not allow whatever problem you have gotten yourself into to tell you, uh, bye-bye church, bye-bye God, bye-bye pastor. No. Don't be like Judas. Judas... Suicide. I hear some ladies, some one girl committed suicide. You know, I don't know. You know, why do you commit suicide? Is you don't want to talk to anybody about anything anymore. If I said Zacchaeus had so many problems. Now, the most amazing thing about this interview is that when Jesus entered his house, Jesus didn't say anything to him. You yourself know what you have to do. You yourself know the problems you have without talking, without saying anything. You know, you know yourself. So Jesus didn't tell him anything. Then he himself just got up and said, all the people have cheated. (laughs) I'm going to give them back their things. All these bad things I've done. You see, that is why even coming close it, 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 it can stir up things without speaking. Yes, sometimes you come close. Nobody will say a word. But without even one word, just coming close will teach you something and you will you, 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 you be convicted of what you should be or what you should do. And many times, because you have never been close in a certain way, you don't even know what to do. Or even the zeal to rise up and change is not there. Yes. Some of the people that work with me, you know, sometimes when they see certain things, they hear certain things, I can see that it affects them. And they, they determine that they will not be like something they can see. Yes. So sometimes you will never know that certain things exist. But when you see it, it, it occurs to you that no. I have to not be like this. It's too bad. And they have another perspective. So there are things you learn and you cannot learn unless you just, just come into Jesus. Jesus didn't say you are bad. You are sinners. So write down the list of people you have stolen. No. Just staying in his house to eat. He himself, as he was serving, you have some wine. He was thinking, this wine, it is somebody's money I've taken to buy this wine. I've stolen from people. As I, he's sitting on my chest. These chairs are all stolen chairs. I've taken from people. I've cheated people. He himself, the Holy Spirit, convicted him. These are things you cannot get by being far. So those of you who have made yourself far, when you come to church, you position yourself at the door. Last to come and first to go. The closeness of niceness cannot bear fruit. This one 
it was the closeness of a thief. You see, I had one of our heads of state. I don't know which one it is, but he went to somebody. He asked the, one of his ministers, where did you get money to build this house? I don't want to mention which uh, president. Yeah. He asked, how, how did you get money to build this house? Is this your house? Because we know their salaries. So when you go to the house, you, you don't believe it. It's like, ah. you don't believe it. What type of house? Where do you get money to do this? <laughs> so I tell you, being in the presence of God's anointed itself can show you without talking, without talking, that I have to change and I'm changing. No advice. That is why people who sometimes ask, what should I do? You don't even have to answer them because they are not even genuine. Who told Zacchaeus? So, uh, so Lord, uh, what, you know, in my repentance, what do you think I, I should do? Any steps you, you have any input into my you see now, people are not genuine. You are asking me for input. You are a thief. You have stolen people. You know the people you stole him from. What are you going to do with it? You yourself should know that you have to give it up. And change. What do you think? Yeah. And some of you, you leave your wives or your beloveds far away. As are people who have beloveds in other churches and you will not let the beloved come. If even in a relationship you cannot bring the beloved, how much more in the marriage when your powers are, are reduced? Huh? And that is why, because sometimes the person is far, the person is different. And the, you are here, you are receiving without even talking, you are changing. That person is far. When, when you marry, you see that everything is not working. Yes. A beloved you cannot control. Will it be a wife you can control? So, decide to be close. No matter how bad you are. Yes. No matter how rich you are. Rich people. It was a rich man. He wanted wanted to see Jesus. So, I'm rich, but I want to see you. I know you are not moving with rich people, but I want, to, I want to be close to you. I want to come. I'm climbing my tree to come close to you. Yes. I'm bad, but I want to come. Don't be worried. Your sins are common. Amen. Tell somebody I'm coming close. I'm coming close. Amen. So as you come close, God, sit down, sit down. God is going to show you what to do. Without talking. Without talking. What should I do? (laughs) What should you do? (laughs) What is he telling you to do? It's what you should be asking yourself. What is he telling you to do? There are many questions I've stopped bothering myself to answer. Please, do you have any input? What should I do? What should... 
I just, I just, I just don't answer. So don't stay far, otherwise you may not know the right thing to do in your life. Yes. One interaction changed this man. His whole life was changed because he came closer. I appreciate those ladies who come to give testimonies. I was this, I used to do this, I used to do this. I prefer to know such people than to know a hundred hypocritical girls who always want to look perfect and what have you. You see them. You ask them, have you had a boyfriend before? Well, I was raped when I was a child. It's, it's one of the commonest it's one of the commonest answers. Yes, it's one of the commonest answers. <laughs> I was raped when I was a child. Uh, when I was, I was raped. I was. That's what they say. Meanwhile, you were not raped, though. You were fooling around, and then it happened. You were not raped. I was raped when I was a child. All right. The next the next private interview that I want us to look at is the private oh private interview that Jesus granted to the leper in Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus was moved with compassion and put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away. And saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer for thyself the cleansing. And he went and began to publish the matter so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into that city but was without in desert places and they came to him from every quarter. Now, this is a private interview granted to a leper. Now, you see, people with problems hide. Leprosy was an unfortunate skin disease. Do you see? But this person came close to Jesus with the problem. The church is a place for people with problems. It's not a place for people where everything about you is good. I hope you are getting that straight. Everything about you is good. That's why I've decided that no matter what happens, I'll always come back to God and I'll always pray. Say, Lord, I'm back. I'm back here. I'm back to pray. I'm back in church. I know all that has happened has happened, but I'm here. How many are going to follow that policy? Yeah. 
That's a point. Very important. Don't, don't hang yourself. Good policy. It's a good policy. Always come back. Don't let anybody suck you from the church. Amen. Now, when you come close like this man, you can discover something that is very important for your life, which is the will of God. Yes. Many times you don't know the will of God because you are too far. This man came and asked, what is the will? If you will. If you will. It's like, what do you will? If you will. We don't know if you want to or if you will. We are not sure of your mind. But by coming close to Jesus, he came to discover the will of God for his life, for his healing. Many times it's coming close to God's servants or close close to the anointing or close to where you must be close to that helps you to uncover and discover the will of God. You know, yesterday we consecrated some bishops and you can't say, I can't say I don't know them. I've had different interactions, close interactions with all these people over there. There are not people I don't know. I see, that's what you may not know. Not necessarily about good things. So that's one of the reasons why some of them, or many of them, are surprised when they are made into bishops or consecrated as bishops because it has not all been smooth. The meetings are not only about nice things. There are things that can make you cry, make a lot of issues and cases. So they are surprised. But people who come to Jesus When you come close, expect to discover the will of God. The will of God. When you come close, expect to be corrected. Look, Martha and Mary, when they came close, Jesus told me, he corrected Martha. He said, I mean, you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. Your sister is right. End of story. You are wrong. Your sister is right. She is right. You are wrong. Coming close can kill all arguments. You are arguing over husbands and wives. Sometimes they argue because it's like it is like a soccer match without a referee. That's why there's so much confusion. Can you imagine black stars playing against where which other country? Uruguay and there's no referee at that point. You cannot imagine the confusion that will be there in the world. Yes. We would have killed that, that, uh, that guy. That cut off his head. He would have died on the pitch. Because there is no, uh, what do you call it? Referee to say, you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. This is the will of God. You are wrong. You are right. We don't want to hear that. That's why we don't come close. I'm telling you. You see, closeness is where you will be told in plain English. You are like this. You are a beast. Yeah. 
You know, there are some couples, they had a problem once or twice, and I said something. You know, I I don't really need you to be my friend. So, after saying what I said, they don't like me again. Yes. I know them. I know them. Yes. Why come to me and find out what is the Why should Jesus say to you, matter that you are doing the right thing when you are doing the wrong thing? When the mother of Zebedee came to see Jesus, he said, can you ask, do you know, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have sense. The question you are asking for your son to be whatever, it shows your stupidity. You cannot, it's not, it's by sacrifice. People don't want to be told the truth. Listen, when you come close, expect to be corrected and to change your mind. Is this the will of This is the will. This is it. I will. Jesus said, I will. I want to heal. It's my will to heal. There's no question. Because there's a lot of questions. Is it the will? Because we have to die from this. He wants to kill us. He sent a sickness to do this. And all that. When you come close, you hear. It's one of the best things about coming close. You, you get to know the will of God. You get to know the will of God. Somebody sent me a picture the other day. I was standing at the, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know how they found that picture. But I was standing in. I was standing there. And Kenneth Hagin was ministering. I was, everybody was standing. I was standing and watching. I was there to find more of the will of God for my life. Coming close will only reveal to you the will of God. The days I roamed through Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rima Bible Training Center campus. I was walking there to understand the will of God. Yes. Without even knowing. I wasn't saying, oh Lord, I'm here to know your will. Just walking there. You see, you don't have to even be spoken. You will start to know the will of God as you come closer. You will know more about God. Yes. So don't make yourself a far Christian. Come closer. Be close. Be known by your pastor. There are many pastors and be involved. We are, we are having these campaigns every weekend. We start on Friday, sometimes Saturday to Sunday. We are involved. We are working. Don't sit in your room. A bad boy will come to you and change your future. He will change your future. A bad girl will walk in and change your future. Come closer and be a part of the family. And know the will of God. One day, there was a brother. He was on campus. And his He had no beloved. No, he had a beloved. And the beloved was in another campus. Then he saw another sister. Huh? He saw another sister. Okay. And then decided to beloved those hair. You get it? Anyway. The whole thing was bizarre. But not so bizarre because it was quite a common or normal, not normal, but something that happens. So anyway, 
they were in a relationship. So one day I was counseling them and I, and I, you see, people don't want to be told what is not nice. I said, you will not be happy with this. All her life, she's going to be pointing to the first one. That maybe that's the one you really like, liked. That's the one you really liked. You left her for me. Do you know why you stay far? You don't want to know the will of God. You don't want to be corrected. You don't want to be told like like Martha. Is it Martha? Martha was told, you are wrong. You are wrong. You are some way. Some of you, your mothers and your fathers have told you you are some way. You don't like your fathers and your mothers because of that. They blasted you and they told you to your face that you are a smelly girl. Go and wash your panties. Look at them, 48 of them. They are there. You have not washed it since last year, October. Is it good preaching? Is it a good policy? You don't like your mother. Do you know that daughters, there are daughters, many daughters, they don't flow with their mothers. Because if mothers are the most, they can face in a very clear way. They will face you. Yakagbomo. Do you understand Yakagbomo? What is the meaning of that? Uh, like somebody who doesn't like working. You, like you're just there. You, you, lazy. Nothing. You not do anything. <laughs> Useless. Useless. Good for nothing. Yakagbomo. Ask your neighbor, are you a yakagbomo? Are you a yakagbomo? If you have a British accent, are you a yakagbomo? Yakagbomo. With a British accent, you can say yakagbomo. American accent, yakagbomo. <laughs> yakagbomo. Are you a yakagbomo? Mothers are close to their daughter, they can see clear, they will say things they are not impressed at all. Direct. We don't want to come close because we don't want to be told. Now, let's go back. I was telling you a story. So I told, I told, I said, when you marry, you'll not be happy because of this. It'll make you unhappy. People don't want to be told. Still went ahead, got married. One day, he said to me, I said, is it, you said it. You said it. It is so. It is happening practically. I was speaking to another brother. He said, I want to leave my marriage now. 
He said, Bishop, you said it before I was married. You said it. People don't want to know the will of God. Do you know why there are certain relationships you must break up? There are relationships you must break up because that person who will be bad to you will be good to somebody else. It's not suitable for you. That's why you are having problems in the relationship. Because that person is also, God made everybody. Everybody is good for something. It's good for somebody. But may not be good for you. Good policy. Is it your will, oh God? This is my will. And you still don't want to follow it. After they've told you that is the will. So decide to make yourself somebody who when you come close, you discover more of the will of God, more of the will of God. Don't reject the will of God. Don't reject the will of God. Accept the will of God. Flow with the will of God. Don't be angry with the will of God. Don't be angry at corrections. Accept corrections. What is the, you know, one day I was negotiating to buy uh, something from a white man. You know? And he said something. I've never heard such wisdom as a form of a rebuke. Yes. We're negotiating to buy a property for the ministry or for whatever. And I, we talked and talked and said, look, you have to reduce it and so on. So he was just not changing his mind. And then as we were leaving, we asked him, will you change your mind? And he said, what is the use of a mind if it cannot change? What is the use of what? A mind if it cannot change. If it cannot be changed. And immediately I knew that he would reduce the price. Of your mind and think of a computer which is programmed that shift F7 or shift F8 always is this. And in your case, you can never you can never change that program. That's a difference with a human being because it's like okay, always go straight. But in this case, I see a cow, so I should not go straight, I should go to the right. You dear, nothing can change your mind about anything. What is it? What type of mind do you have? What's the use of your mind? What is the use of your mind? If it cannot be changed, it cannot be renewed. Tell somebody, I'm finding the will of God. And I'm telling you the will of God. By coming to church, you know. I want everybody to be involved in our campaigns. We are having several campaigns. Saturday night. Don't sit in your household. For somebody to come and do something. Say good policy. Problem is time. The next one is the interview granted to the woman of Zebedee. Matthew 20 verse 20. Matthew 20, 20. And 
Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons worshipping, desiring a certain thing. Never feel shy to ask for something. Eh? Yes. Unless it's rude. But you must have some impudence. Some amount of impudence to request for great things in God. Sometimes I pray and I apologize to the Lord. Because sometimes I'll be using scriptures to talk to him. That Look, You said this in John 14, 13. I don't want to sound legalistic. You know, sometimes I pray and say, Lord, I don't want to sound like I'm forcing you. I'm pressurizing you. You get what I'm saying? But John 15, 7. You say, if I abide in you and your words abide in me, I shall ask whatever I want. That's what I'm asking now. He said, whatsoever things I desire, when I pray, I should believe. So that is what I desire, and that's what I'm asking. Sometimes I feel I sound legalistic. And it's not good to be legalistic with God. Because God knows a lot more than you know. So the woman came worshiping, and she said, what will thou? She said, grant that my two sons may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left. Hey. Uh, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you, you know not what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I shall drink of? And be able to be baptized with the baptize, baptism that I'm baptized with? And they said unto him, we are able. <laughs> and Jesus said to them, you shall indeed drink of my cup and be baptized with the baptism. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. Wow. And when the ten had it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. Because they came with their mother. <laughs> they were very bored. <laughs> you, your mother came. We thought that it was something domestic. She was praying for finances and so on. You have gone to request permission to be on the right and on the left. Nonsense. To the back. To the back with you. From that day, James and John, they were set aside. They didn't want them at all in the fellowship. Now here, you learn by coming close the importance of sacrifice. There are some prices you will never have to, you'll never be told. You're going to have to lose this in order to serve God. And sometimes we can't even say it to you in public. And when you come close, you know that I'm going to have to suffer. One day I told a, a spouse, I don't know whether it was the husband or wife, I told her, I said, you will suffer till you die. You have to suffer. There's, there's no change. Yes. You, you have to suffer till you die. It's true. Yes. Because there's no change. There will be no change. There are some things would not change. Sometimes when you say they don't believe it. This is how it will be. Bishop, can you believe? This, 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 this. That's what happened. I said, look. It cannot change. You have to accept it. And you have to flow with it. Yes. You have to accept it. You have to flow. You have to be humble. And take it that God is using your spouse to discipline you. And that God is using this to treat you and teach you according to his will. (laughs) Huh? But maybe outside, you may just hear a message of hope. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it. Whatever you have been struggling with this week is over. You'll be hearing powerful prophecies. But when you come close, you'll be told that it will never change. 
you married the wrong one. One day I had a meeting with some pastors. I said, all the pastors with bad, difficult marriages come to the left. All those with okay marriages to the right. All those who move to the left, all of them, their churches were not working. And when you see them in the ministry, you see that they struggle. Because half of the anointing or 70% is used to control the person. And then 30% is used for church growth. The closeness of niceness does not help. Closeness of niceness will not make things be solved. Even some of the mystical solutions that can come in your life, you'll never know till you come close. Yes. I know people in difficult homes where the father will tell you, do this. The mother will say, do this. How can you know what to do from afar? I know one person, the spouse came, the, was working at the telephone company. He said, make a, a new bill showing that this one made phone calls. Make it. To, I want to incriminate your, create evidence. Yes. What do you do? We are all Christians. Difficulties. You cannot know from far what is the will of the Lord. Okay? The closeness of niceness, not the closeness you need. That's not the one that brings fruit. The closeness of the nastiness. That's the one that brings fruit. So stop, stop over looking over distinguished over over diplomatic. Are you an ambassador? I mean, are you an ambassador? finally Christ and his private interview with the Pharisees Matthew 19 and what is he going to ask them what are they going to ask him marriage Hmm. Matthew 19 Verse 3. The Pharisees also came to him, tempting him and saying, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Like when she doesn't make food, when she doesn't speak airway, after 19 years of marriage to an airway, when she st- cannot make a plan after 16 years. And he answered, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and the two of them shall become one flesh. These are difficult questions. Right? Therefore they are no more twin but one flesh. Wherefore what God has joined together let no man put asunder. Alright? So right there 
he gives you the answer, can I suck my wife? From verse 3. Verse 3. For every cause. There are many causes to suck a wife. There are many causes that you can meet. Yes. And and I'm saying this to Christian brothers because many of us, many of us brothers have got our eyes fixed on a source of delight, a source of happiness, a source of comfort, a source of softness. What are the four words I said? The source of what? And unfortunately, some places are not going to have any forms of delight. It's going to be the opposite of delight. Number two, what was the second word I said? Comfort. Many of the ladies you see are not comforters. They are hard like a rock. Do you see this? She's more than a stone. Oh, not a soft, but Softness, comfort, delight, happiness. No. Food? You'll be surprised. You are going to eat Indomie. (laughs) You are going to eat Indomie for the years to come. You and Indomie. don't like cooking and I don't want cooking and I don't want serving and I don't like serving shan't cook won't cook can't cook that's all and you can't suck me because because Jesus said look at the next verse this is personal this was not a public thing have you not read that he made them at the beginning male and female Which means that when you marry, you and the person you marry are now a created union by God. So it's you and that person that have been created by God. Even though you took the decision and you went into whatever, it's you and the person have been created. Have you not read? That's his answer to divorcing. No exit. So you and you are like a created union. No, it's you and the person. Yeah, Charlie, this is it. So like when you are getting toward into marriage, it's like you are moving on, on creation. You have moved back to Genesis chapter one. Like you are moving into creation. You and the person are being created as a special unit, divine unit. 
So it's a divine unit. It's like, it's like how this thing, this thing has things inside. It's like said, it's made one unit. Verse 5. It says, because of this, it's because you have been made as a divine unit. A man leaves his father and his mother and cleave and they become one unit. Wow. You are a unit. Not easy to change. So those of you who are heading for your one unit, better examine things very carefully. 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 Those of us who are already in one unit, we have seen what it means. We can't come out. So we are telling you who are now coming, Open your eyes well. Shine your eyes. Everybody, shine your eyes. Shine your eyes. Or shine your eyes. Good policy. (laughs) Verse 6. Verse 6. Wherefore, they are no more two, but they are one. Whether they have a child or not. A child does not make you one unit. Yes. That's why the death of your wife or your husband. Or the divorce of your wife or your husband. Is like surgery. Without anesthesia. I shall say it again. The death of your spouse, whether your wife or your husband, or the divorce of your wife or your husband is like surgery. They are cutting off a part without anesthesia, without making you sleep. That's why they are the most stressful experiences. Death or divorce. They're both of them. Because it's the unit. Yeah. It's a unit. One unit. You are a unit. Amazing. Those of you who are heading for one unit, head with wisdom, oh, because you may be approaching something that you are joining yourself to a porcupine. You are joining yourself to a porcupine. Verse 7. Then they said unto him, So why then did Moses command to give a, a writing of divorcement to put her away? You see? Now, why did Moses allow divorce? Verse 8. Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives. You see, wives were causing so many deficiencies that even it looked like a problem for Moses not to allow divorce. It's that you, you can't even understand the mismarriages or the Ill marriage. What did we call it? IMC. Ill married couples. 
badly joined caused so many problems and trained people who marry without training and guidance and behave manifest just as it comes by nature. Anyone who was Moses who was coming under pressure, even today, most pastors and church, I don't say most pastors, many churches and pastors are under pressure to accept divorce. Because it's not easy. If a pastor divorces, the church will still be full because people who are in their lives are experiencing marriages. They're experiencing, so if the pastor divorces, I'm sure his wife is just like my wife or his marriage is just like my marriage. So they, they can relate with it. They can relate with it. Yes. They can understand it. Now, it's not difficult for a, the greatest spiritual leaders to be under pressure to allow divorce. It's, it's, it's because you, if you are in my position, you see people, you even, okay, to even okay to, to ask them to just separate. It's like, why don't you say, so there will be peace. Yeah. It's one marriage you've married, the counseling never ends. It never ends. We will be talking and talking about the same things going over and over and over. It's like you can't change. And you won't change. Can't change, won't change, and shan't change. What is the use of a mind which cannot change or cannot be changed? And there are many Moseses around who are equally under pressure. And you can see that the people, if you don't allow it, they themselves will even do it. So before you realize, you've changed the whole thing. Say, but from the beginning, it was not, that's not the divine plan. Yeah. Verse 9. And I say unto you, whosoever. This is, you can't say them sometimes. Shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication. And shall marry another. Committed adultery. And whoso married her, which is put away. And you notice that it's not put away the man. The woman is being put away. Women must accept your role in causing trouble. You must accept your role in causing trouble. Good teaching. Good preaching. You must accept your role. <laughs> Look to your Bible and you see you must accept your role. Yes, that is why we keep, we have to keep you under subjection, under control. Do this, don't do this. Wake up, have your bath, smile, eat, cook, have sex, be active, be lively. Do this, bath. Policy. are private, you see this, this is why people don't preach these things. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when you say this, as if you are uh, somebody asked my wife, Am I, do I hate women? Yeah. There, there's, a word, there's a word for a guy, a guy, a guy, a guy something. Misogynist, yes. Am I a misogynist? Yeah. I'm the one who has the largest number of ladies 
pastors and women that are working. Watch, look around and see if I hate them. They know that I like them. That's why they're around. And I'm correcting the things. Now, are you ready for another bombshell? Are you ready for another bombshell? Fasten your, sit down and fasten your belt for what is about to come. Because you can easily fall about what I'm going to say. A bomb is about to follow. Are you ready for the bomb? Okay. Whosoever shall put away his wife except it be for fornication has committed what? Adultery. And if you marry her, which is put out, that means if a woman has been divorced, you should say, uh, don't touch. Touch not. Now, Jesus also said, this is the bomb coming. Are you ready for the bomb? Fasten your seatbelt. Fasten your seatbelt. Whosoever looks on a woman to last after her has already committed fornication. So that means that all of you are already qualified for divorce. Is it a bomb? Yes. So, if you want to be very legal, technically, almost every married person, if not 100%, have, I can ask them, have you looked on any other woman? Yeah. Several times. Several. You are ready, you are qualified for divorce. What about you? Today. Today. <laughs> what about you? Several times. Several. These are all married bishops. Bishops. <laughs> Is it amazing? So, so it can be that some of the people you are thinking are divorced, that they have no right to divorce, have already got the right of divorce even after the first day of even the first few weeks of marriage. Yes, according to Jesus. Mercy. It's, you see, these are things you don't say in public. Is it amazing? Amazing, amazing, amazing. Wow. Verse 10. And his disciples say unto him, 
if the case of the man be so with his wife, that is, he cannot sack her, it is not good to marry. Is it another bomb? <laughs> Read verse 9. Read verse 9. And I say, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except for fornication, shall marry another committed adultery. Whoso married away is committed adultery. Then verse 10. And the disciples said, Ah! If that is the case of the man, or not of the couple, of the man, with his wife, that he cannot sack her. It is not good to marry. And Jesus, verse 11, verse 11. And he said, all men cannot receive this saying, save to whom it is given. Yeah. Uh Is it not amazing? So Jesus was saying that, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm saying is wild. I know that it's a wild thing that you cannot sack a woman. I mean, misbehaving. Hey. Manifesting. An odious woman. A brawling woman. An angry woman. A contentious woman. And you have to stay in the house. One pastor entered the house and found John Wesley being dragged by his wife on the floor with his head. She was pulling him on the floor with his head. Yes, the man of God. They were pulling him on the floor. Yes. John Wesley. I don't believe it. But those are the open ones. There are those who are insinuating like snakes. They will be Jesus, the disciple said it's not good to marry. Jesus didn't mind them. He said, well, uh, me, I have no why I've not married. <laughs> I wrote a book, and one of the chapters is called "A Warning from History." Yes, a warning from history. Yes, a warning from history. Jesus did not marry. Tell your neighbor. Today I've had a private interview and I'm learning many things. Ask your neighbor, what did you learn today from the private interviews? Did you learn about the will of God? Did you learn that when you come close, you don't even have to say anything. You know what you, know what you should do, isn't it? Some of you are here, you should know what you should do. And some of you sisters, you know, don't allow a brother to be working with you who will not marry you. So sometimes they know they will not marry. They look at you and say, oh, this guy, I don't like her. She's like this, she's like that. And they are moving with you to, to enjoy you and to use you. But they know that they will never marry you. Tell somebody, I want more private interviews so that my life can be sorted out properly. Stand to your feet.
All right. Let us pray for a moment. Lift your hands and ask God to speak to your heart. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty spirit that is speaking to us every day. We like you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you. Just lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, I receive your word today. I'm not arguing with you. I'm following your word. I'm following your ways. I'm following your will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here this morning, afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to church, but I, I'm not a born again Christian. Or I, I don't even understand what it means to be born again, but I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my heart, my life, my everything to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that and you want me to pray with you, you don't want to go to hell, you want to go to heaven, you want to take Jesus, then lift your right hand up high. God bless you. I see your hands lifted up high. Maybe maybe you were invited, but <laughs> you know that you are far. You know, I was talking about being far, but you can sense that you are far from God. God is saying to you, draw nigh to me. Come closer. God wants you to be closer to him. Closer and closer. God bless you. I see all your hands. If you've lifted your hand today, I want to come to Jesus. I want to come close to God. Walk to me in the front with your hand lifted up. Walk to me. 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 Come. Come and stand here. I want to pray with you. Come from the back. Come from wherever you are. Stand right here. God bless you. Let him have his way. God bless you. I want Jesus to save me. your hands and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry. Say, I'm sorry for my wicked ways. Please wash away my sins. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I give my life to God. From today, I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Lift your hand and say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I will follow you 
from today for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books. It's called How You Can Become a Strong Christian. This book is costing 40 CDs. But I'm giving it to you not with 10% discount, 50% discount, but free of charge as a blessing for your life. Hallelujah. And as soon as we close, when we close, I want you to come to uh, the side where the choristers are sitting over there and I'm going to share, uh, I'm going to pray with you. Some people are going to talk to you, then I will come and pray. If I don't come, don't go. I'll be waiting for them to tell me when I should come and I'll come and pray with you. Amen. Your life is changing from today. I said your life is what? Changing from today. God bless you. God bless you. So you may go back to your seat at this time and we shall see you as soon as we close. Come back. It's time for communion. Are you ready? You may be seated. Brothers, sisters, we are one and our lives have just begun. have your bread. Stand up with it quickly. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said, He that eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has life. Amen. Alright. Let us pray over there. Father, thank you for the blessing of the Holy Communion that we are receiving at this time. As we partake of the bread, the body, you do show, you do show, you do show, you do show, or you do manifest, manifest in our lives as we receive of this bread. Manifest, manifest, you do show the Lord's death. Manifest the Lord's death. The victory that we had over wickedness. 
over darkness, over Satan. Show us, manifest the victory in our lives today. The body of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you as we dedicate this to you, which declared to be the blood of Jesus. Whatever mistake you made last week is cancelled by the blood. Whatever error you have committed in the past, it is neutralized by the blood of Jesus. Whatever is poisonous in you, it's neutralized by this blood. Every sickness, every curse, every disease, every plague that is fastening itself to you is commanded today by the blood of Jesus to remove itself from your body in the name of Jesus. Whatever Satan has in his archives against you, we lift up the blood against those archives. Whatever secrets are written against you to destroy you, to fight you, we destroy it today by the blood of Jesus. Through this blood, you are declared righteous. As a man of unclean lips, Dwelling amongst a people of unclean lips By this blood Your iniquity is taken away When I see the blood I will pass over Any evil that has targeted you this week Next week and next year And this year Is declared Neutralized and blocked today In Jesus name By the blood of the Lamb of God That taketh away the sins of the world you are set free from the power of wickedness. The blood of Jesus Christ. On a hill far away Stood an old ragged cross No movement, no activity at all. Communion stars, you must know it by now. Not a movement when we drink the wine. Nobody should move at all. We are praying. This is a special moment with the communion. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame. I love the cross. And I love where the dearest dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was me so I'll cherish the old ragged cross till my trophies at last I lay down 
Father, thank you for the blessings of this holy meal that we have received today. Thanks for your forgiveness, your love, and your power that is manifested in our lives. Through the holy bread and this holy wine, the body and the blood of Jesus, we receive now every impartation and every gift. This week, your feet shall tread upon a rock that made you fall and crush it into powder. Lift your hand and receive your blessing. Whatever made you stumble and fall has been defeated by you from today. Whatever made you trip, trip and fall headlong down, down, down into disgrace into embarrassment is declared crushed into powder before you today in Jesus name whatever you are not proud of in your life whatever you are not happy about in your life Whatever stigma is associated with you is cut off from your life today in the name of Jesus Christ. You are declared to be an outstanding child from today. An outstanding personality from today. Ten times better than your colleagues. Nothing ordinary will be associated with you anymore. You are declared extraordinary in the name of Jesus. According to your faith as you receive this blessing, nothing ordinary will be associated with you again in Jesus' name. God lifts you up and shines your face. You are shining as a shining star from today. You are a blessed child and whatever made you fall has been disintegrated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you. Lift your children up. Take them forward. Those who came with public transport, give them cars, I pray. In Jesus' name. Those who were beaten by the rain, supply their needs of cars and transport. Those whose houses were flooded, give them their own houses in Jesus' name. Those whose parents cannot provide, provide for them, oh God, what their parents couldn't do for them. Do for them, oh Lord. And what a human being cannot do to give us peace and joy. Do for your children today, I ask in Jesus' name. You are declared an outstanding personality from today. Nothing ordinary. I said, you hear me? I said, nothing ordinary will be associated with you anymore. You are declared extraordinary in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty shout and clap offering. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. 
God richly bless you.